0: Eleven. Friends don't play. Stop it! You're freaking her out! He's freaking me out! The upside down. Do you understand what he's talking about? No. I've got the chocolate Oh god, please tell me it's not the kid.
1: I need you to hide!
0: Warnings are for coffee and contemplation. Oh shit.
1: Welcome back. My name is Steve. And I'm Andy. And Chris is, who the fuck knows? We regret <laughs> to inform
0: the listeners, Chris has died. Oh. Um, well, I feel That's like not true. Guy. Chris is just super busy. He's got a uh, new life, new wife. No, he doesn't have a new wife, but he has a <laughs> new house. He's busy. Um, and he has a, a, a career. And, uh, and he says hi. He says hi. Um, we tried to call him and he didn't answer. I'm just kidding. He answered, but he said he was busy. Yeah. And you know, it's all good.
1: So this is apparently, according to your words, Andy, uh, Chris has moved under a bus
0: since you're just throwing him there. (laughs) (laughs) Indubitably. So this is the sequel to the prequel to the reboot. And that, that is what we're going to stick with. Oh,
1: oh my goodness. Um, There's a turf war going on between my, my dog, my dogs and the neighbor's dog right now. We're, on, so, we're cr-
0: so we're still uh, We are all Team Pippin, hashtag team pippin' always hashtag team.
1: So we are still recording in my new house. The new mm-hmm. setup has not been completed yet. So we're we're still roughing it, as it were, in my dining room of my new house.
0: That's yeah, a pretty nice house, man. I have to say this is the I first like time you. I'm here and I dig it. That green wall is very green
1: and I respect green. Can you believe it? Uh, this room that we're sitting in right now when we first moved in, hot yellow. Are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. It was like hot yellow. Hot yellow. Yeah. And then okay. the uh, the living room over there was like black. Damn. Yeah. It,
0: it, we, we did some rebating. You had re-burning. a bumblebee house, bro. Yeah, we did. It was... I don't know what Fucking happened. James Cameron lived here and shit, dude. <laughs> dope, <laughs> dope. Well, listener, thank you
1: again for um, for you know listening to our podcast and dealing with the delayed reboot, as it were. But hey, it's been a couple more weeks. And we thought we'd give you another episode, and this time Andy's
0: with me. Uh, Sam is off saving homeless people. It's all happening right now. Pippin's chewing on our cables. Hopefully, we're not about to cut out. <laughs> Steve and I actually just spent the last like two hours or so dealing with some uh, hardware issues, trying to figure out how I'm going to record the new music for the reboot.
1: Yeah, uh, some some people might not know that you actually are the one behind the music that we have. So you, you created oh, yeah. the stranger things theme that, uh, played in front of the stranger things episodes and the game of thrones theme. I did the game of thrones music, but you did the, the badass quotes, the voices. So it was, that was a tag team. Yes. But yes. you did, you did the, the musical side of things that I require did. like beats and instruments. And I'm, I did, I merely threw dick jokes over top of it. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> 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 Bow down your shit. I yeah. so love the end of that, dude. <laughs> it's so perfect. Um, and we're doing the same thing on this one. I'm, I'm going to do the music side of it, and then you're going to layer it in with some badass movie quotes. We, uh, uh, all three of us are kind of submitting what we think should be in there, and then we're going to uh, take a vote. And uh, Steve vote doesn't really count, so me and Chris are going to vote, and uh, <laughs> we're going to figure out what, what needs to go in there. Um, but no, uh, there, there's some good jams head, heading there eventually. I hope I hope they're good jams. I don't want to make the new music and then everybody will be like, oh, fuck that. You know what I mean? You kind of got to yeah. hook them. And podcasts, for me personally, they have about a minute to hook me. If they don't hook me, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm moving on.
1: Um, well, like pretty much anything in yeah. life. And I think it's actually a good rule of thumb when you're in media to try to hook people within the first um, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh shit! Twenty seconds? Yeah, uh, uh,
1: depending on the medium, but I think uh, like definitely like a YouTube
0: video is like I'm gonna make this very, the best twenty quick. second jam of my fucking life, then dude. <laughs> shit.
1: And a lot of podcasts. I don't know if you if you listen to a lot of podcasts, but most of their theme songs are maybe fifteen seconds really? max. Like they're really quick. They like hit this like simple beat, and then it almost goes directly into mm. the conversation. Um, and uh, podcasts are becoming less and less about like look at this epic yeah the song
0: it's part of the production i was like dit, 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 and we're here it depends you know what i mean like so to me the pinnacle of podcast music is um smodcast where the uh kevin smith got mc chris yeah. of uh Vet uh, vet fame hey, you, you want, want a podcast i got a Smodcast. that's fucking dope dude you know what i mean like yeah. that's going all out that fets
1: vet song is yeah legit yeah that's fucking dope also, um, this episode of Streaming Things is brought to you by my Cider backpack. Boys. There it is.
0: My bag. I'm trying to remember. My backpacks, gadgets. gadgets.
1: Like I'm Boba, Boba the Fat. The... I bounty hunt for Jabba to, to finance, finance my. Wicker ba- ba- wicker wow.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So yeah, we're we're we are full disclosure. We are drinking some cider boys, <laughs> um, which is a which is a cider, not a bunch of boys. Um, <laughs> some Sidey boys some
0: some grand mimosa is what we're drinking yeah
1: you've um, got the uh, orange and apple flavor i've got uh, strawberry magic it's mm-hmm, apple and strawberry mm-hmm. we're also drinking fireball fire Sim- <laughs> <laughs> so you got some Sidey boys and some, then your fire bees fire bees and sighty bees fireball cinnamon whiskey listener, please write in. Let me know. Cause it's been bothering me. fireball cinnamon whiskey tastes like a candy, like that cinnamon candy. And I can't think of the name in a red wrapper.
0: Yeah. I told Steve, it's just
1: called old people candy, but I'm not <laughs> sure that's the real name. I, I, I would be very surprised if that was the real name. Old people candy. It's hot. I wouldn't. Really- <laughs> Come on down to the motion picture business and get yourself a handful of old people candy where the real heat is made.
0: <laughs> Oh my god, dude! We need to make some promos. I know. Actually, we uh,
1: at work. There was um, we were doing a job for Cincinnati Public Schools, and they uh, they wanted a voiceover. So they had like a script that they wanted made. And before we go to the, you know, the trouble of hiring a voiceover artist, you know, you do like a scratch track. Mm. A lot of editors will do a scratch track and like do their own voiceover. Bet you're wondering how I got here. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And well, this was the first time I ever for this company edited anything that required a track, a scratch track. So I did my announcer voice and laid it in. And when I, yeah. submitted it, when I submitted it to my bosses to like review before they sent to the clients, they're like. When do we hire a voiceover artist for this? And I'm like, no, uh, that was sure, me, <laughs> dude. They're like, nice. oh, wow. And I was very, very pleased Hell yeah, to dude. hear that. yeah, dude. I
0: got, got a voice for radio and a face, too.
1: I'm going to start charging <laughs> <laughs> and taking a shot of cinnamon whiskey now.
0: Get it. Get it. Get it. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. I take sips. Sips. I'm a baby when it comes to alcohol. So, Steve, what have you been streaming? We are streaming things.
1: Yes, things I've been streaming a lot. Um, actually, I want to talk about a show that I actually streamed uh, probably about a month ago, but I've been really wanted to talk about it because I really am passionate about the show. And if anyone follows me on Twitter, I'm sure you have seen my tweets about the show. But that you know, is, I
0: follow you on Twitter, but I didn't see it. You may have, um,
1: but I, so the show I'm referring to is um, Dark Crystal. Age of okay. Resistance, okay, uh, which is a Netflix property. I forgot that came out. Yeah, so this show is weird. I want to. I'm. I'm really gonna die on this hill. I'm gonna shout about it as loud as I can. That everyone needs to watch the show. At least watch an episode. I understand it's not gonna be for everybody because mm. it's puppets and mm-hmm. not everyone can wrap their head around a puppet thing, right? There's some people that look at anything that has anything with puppets in it, and they're like, oh, what? Is mm. this is a kid show? Blah? And they just automatically tune out. But I urge everybody to at least watch it. Now, the first episode is probably the the, the worst out of the entire run. Is it really? Uh, yes. Oh, that sucks. But I promise you, this show just gets better and better and better and better. And if you're like a fantasy nut, like if you love Lord of the Rings... You would love the show because it gets, really, yeah, because okay. it, it gets really into that type
0: of lore that is. Because you basically of, said if you love Tolkien, you'll love Henson, and that's a stretch. You <laughs> if know what well, I mean? Like, well, I mean, Jim's dead. Yeah, uh, so is, so Tolkien it's true, but um, no, old it, J-R, is his name. Is the J for Jim too? Are they both Jammies? I don't know. I actually
1: oh, don't know no. what J R. stands for. To be honest, me neither. Um, but yeah, the show is great. Let me so let me. Let me break down why I think the show is special. Uh obviously there is the technical aspect of it. The the director is is it David Lettier? Lettier? I I don't know. I the don't guy know who directed about Dark Crystal. He directed The
0: Incredible Hulk. Which one?
1: The, the Incredible one, the one with um Eric Bana? No. No, that's just Hulk. That's Hulk, yeah. So the one with um, Edward Norton. Ed yeah. No shit. He, he directed that. But he directed all 10 episodes. Wow! Of the,
0: which is Dude, incredibly I love it. rare. For I love it when TV. a show does that. Yeah, um, the best example: um, Carrie Fukunaga uh, directed all of the first season of True Detective, and that mm. show fucking rocked. Because you, you,
1: when you when you do that, like I understand why TV shows often they'll hire one director per episode or like yeah, one it's director a, might it's get a two.
0: Business and people have. Um, schedules and right. you can't always line everything up c- and ideally you line up the right director for the right episode mm-hmm. prime example um ozymandias ryan johnson one of the best direction decisions ever for breaking bad mm. which you have not watched i just I found not. out about 20 minutes ago but and um we'll, we'll put a pin in that but a more recent example would be like miguel
1: sapochnik for like every big battle yes episode for game of thrones exactly exactly
0: um Maybe overdid it in the last season, but, you know, that that's a conversation
1: for another time. Uh, but no, I mean, because you have David Littier, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I really hope I am pronouncing his name correctly. Um, is he French? I think so, yeah. Okay, dope. Um, because you have him for all 10 episodes, and every episode is an hour long, so these are this is a 10-hour long puppet show, and you have one director, so you have his one vision. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. You have the art department, which anything Jim Henson related is already going to be like great in the art department level. But if anyone watched the original movie Dark Crystal, the art department for that was also, you know, above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And that is even tripled here because this show is more. Mo- it's made with more modern technology, and it has a huge budget. A third reason. The the voice acting cast is fucking insane. It's fucking insane, Andy. How so? Alright, I'm gonna list you the names of people just off the top of my head that voice act characters in the Dark Crystal. Mark Hamill, Mark Strong, Natalie Emmanuel, wow. Helena Bonham Carter, wow. Lena Hetty, um, so Taryn Edgerton.
0: That's a lot of Game of Thrones.
1: There's a lot of Game of Thrones. Uh Taryn
0: Edgerton. Alright, Kingsman, uh, uh, Andy Sandberg. Hell yeah! Share first name, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. Respect. Um,
1: also, a Game of Thrones. Uh, what's her name? Marjorie Tyrell. Um, oh, what's her name? Natalie Dormer. Natalie, yeah. So the voice acting cat Oh, and Jason Isaacs. No oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it. It is an insane. A voice a really acting good cast. cast, dude. That's a fucking budget. Aquafina is a voice in the what? show. Aquafina's in the show. At the water. No, the actress Aquafina.
0: Do you not know the comedian no. actress? There's a comedian named Aquafina? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. She was in is Cre- The One Named Fiji? She was in Crazy Rich Asians? I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. I've heard it's great.
1: She's going to she's in a ton of shit now. Okay. Um, like, her name's Aquafina? Yeah, that's her stage name, is Aquafina. What is going on over there? Puppy's uh, going ham. I think someone found a ball upstairs and threw it downstairs. Yeah. But uh So it's got this great voice acting cast and w- The fact that this show exists is testament to how special it is. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, it's based off, uh, it is a prequel to the movie that came out in, I think, 1984
0: or 1983.
1: Oh, wow. And that movie wasn't very successful. It wasn't super successful. It was one of those things that everyone was like, hey, that is cool what you made. Everything about that is neat. But the story is not really awesome. Mm -hmm. And it it was a critical, like, meh. And not a success financially. But it has this cult following that people love about it. So uh, Jim the Jim Henson Company, they pitched to Netflix an animated TV show. So like hand-drawn animation. Like, hey, we want to make a dark crystal TV the show. The Henson
0: Company, company yeah. pitched an animated, wow. They pitched an animated show to Netflix. Um, and oh, then, I guess there's animated
1: um, Muppets. Mm-hmm, or like least, Muppet Babies? Muppet Babies, Yeah. And the head of, uh, I think it was the VP of Netflix Was like Well why don't we just do a puppet show The original was a, was a pup Why don't we use puppets And they're like Well it'll be way more expensive And they're like well, Whatever we're Netflix We're fucking Netflix Yeah <laughs> Here's all the money you need We got fuck you money And so they literally like They built Like a thousand puppets They built every set So every set isn't like them out in the real world with Muppets. It's like they had to build these sets.
0: So I don't know anything, anything about Dark Crystal. I've never seen it. I have no interest in seeing it. But the more you talk about it, the more I want to see it. What kind of sets are we talking about? Because you described it as the Lord of the Rings uh, fan base would like it. So are we we talking like Two Towers kind of settings? Like Helm's Deep shit? Yeah, so uh, Rivendell. There's a... so like. A little bit
1: of the lore of Dark Crystal are... The main things you need to know is... There's a crystal. There's it's, It takes place on a world called, called Thra.
0: Thra? Thra.
1: Okay. Uh, life was given to the world by this crystal. Sweet. Oh, my God. It sounds like Final Fantasy. <laughs> there, there was this... There's this person who's like Mother Gaia. Her name is Lady augra Okay. Or Mother augra excuse me. And she watched over the crystal and the crystal gave life to all the beings on Thra including the Gelfling which are like the good main protagonists they're like little elf creatures Gelflings okay um, and then these other creatures came into the world uh, who they're from a different planet and they kind of like give Mother Augur this like it's, I don't know what you call it but it's like this thing that allows her to look at the stars so she kind of stops watching the crystal a telescope. kind of but it's like okay way more ornate than that and so while she's looking at the the stars these creatures kind of take over they're the guardians of the crystal and they do experiments on it and one of their experiments actually splits their being into two there's the uh ura and the skeksis and they're two parts of the same coin like their being has been split so essentially it's like these are the good versions of them and the bad versions of them okay the, the Ura are like wise and slow and the Skeksis are fucking evil and nasty and gross and bird-like and they're like the, when people think of Dark Crystal they think of
0: the Skeksis. Okay.
1: And during the TV show, it takes place before like the like movies. movies.
0: You don't think of Gizmo, you think of, well I do think of Gizmo, uh, but. Everyone loves you know, a Gizmo. Uh, but, but, but the you, gremlins yeah. are the titular. Sure.
1: The titular characters. Um, and these Skeksis have put on this front where like, oh we're the keepers of the crystal and they use their power but the
0: skeptics are the bad ones yeah they're so they just, have this okay. like
1: front where they're pretending to be good and like Dude. the keepers of the crystal to keep everyone in line but really they're they're really f- they're they're using the crystal's power to keep them alive for forever and the longer they do that the darker the crystal becomes and the world begins to die
0: ah oh, i see what you did there yeah Dark crystal
1: yeah. and um okay oh, so then the, first the tv off, show is about how the gelfling kind of learn
0: about the betrayal of the skeksis and how they're actually evil gotcha i need to know first off did this come before or after final fantasy because there are so many through threads on this um you said the like original, 83 84? yeah the original one i think is before Final okay fantasy. okay yeah. okay so I'm i feel sure, like Squeen- I'm sure. squeenix owes owes some squeenix. royalties um But this sounds fucking dope, but you describe this badass lore, and then I'm like, oh, it's puppets. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like after a while, the performances are so great. Now, obviously there are some
1: scenes that are like, oh, this is a puppet show. It's a little silly. Mm -hmm. But the further you get into it, the 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 more sinister it becomes, the more serious it is. And by the end of the series, you don't see these things as puppets. You see them as actual flesh and blood animals. Sure. Like Ewoks. And that goes, yeah, like exactly like Ewoks. And that lends itself to the the skill of the director. He actually did a really innovative thing where he shot most of the movie on a steady rig. Okay. And if you watch anything with puppets, that never happens. Usually puppets, there's a stationary, stationary camera, camera, and the yeah, puppets absolutely. are playing to that camera. Well, now there's this camera that is moving all around the scenery oh, did they do in some, one
0: take. Did they do some kind of dope thing where the puppeteers are actually on the same rig, or is it actually moving through a set? It's
1: it's actually moving through a set. I think there's a bit, there was a couple shots where there's puppets like moving with the camera at the mm-hmm. same time.
0: So there's like a lot of amazing lighting Some and Tolkien level camera trickery. <laughs> yeah. I respect it. Like when they had Frodo sitting next to uh, Gandalf, yeah, and he's uh, fucking Elijah Woods actually sitting like seven feet behind him <laughs> yeah. to make to the forced perspective to make him look like he's little. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And
1: and like I said, it gets super sinister very quickly. There's literally I won't, I don't think this is spoilers, but there's there's a scene where. Uh, the character that Mark Camel plays, uh, Skektek, the scientist, um, he literally beats a puppet to death Holy shit. with a wrench. And the way it's filmed, is he starts beating it. It pans away to like, he's got like a bird in a cage and the bird's like watching it. And you can see the shadows of like him beating this thing to death with a wrench, but then blood splurts onto the bird. Jesus. And it's like, it's one of those things where like, I don't know if I would let a small child watch this Aaron show. Hansen. There's one episode in particular, like the way it ends is like, oh fuck, how, what, mm-hmm. what, what did they do to those puppets? <laughs> Jesus. Um, it sounds dope. It, and like I said, I know it's not going to be for everybody, but I, I urge people to just watch some of it because the fact that this show merely exists is in and of itself a fucking triumph. Do you feel like you need to
0: have watched the movie first? No. No. Absolutely not. Because um, like I said, it is a prequel. Right. But that's like saying that uh, Phantom Miss is a prequel and you don't need to know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. Like, Right. If you did not, if you hadn't seen the original series, not only are the prequels not very good, it'd <laughs> <they'd> be a <laughs> lot worse if you didn't know who those people were already. Well, I think you can definitely watch the show without watching the movie first, because it does a good
1: job of, re- of introducing what everything is. Okay. Right, I mean, right off the jump has like a voiceover, like expo- exposition dump by Sigourney Weaver. Oh, sweet, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, the only thing that you would you would not have going into the show if you had not seen the movie is the movie's the movie, and I won't tell you what the I won't tell you even what the plot of the movie is because that will spoil a little bit of what the show is about. Oh, so it, there are through threads. Yeah, because I mean. If you've seen the movie, even if you've seen like the first five minutes of the movie, you know how this world how this world is going to end up. So when you watch okay. this show, you're like, you'll ha- if you've seen the movie, you'll have this impending like, oh fuck, this none of this is going to be good. Oh, I know okay. well, I know how shit ends up in the movie and all this fun puppet stuff that's happening now, like uh, it's not going to work well, out. So
0: if it reframes the way that you watch the prequel, I feel like it might be necessary viewing then, you know, I don't necessarily know because in a way, like if
1: you watch the TV show, cause the, the, the way the, 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 as of now, I don't know if they'll get a season two, but as of now, the way season one ends does not directly lead into the movie. Okay. Like there's more of a story they want to tell. with subsequent seasons sure. so I feel like if you don't know how things are going to end up going into it that might make you enjoy certain characters more that might make you enjoy certain themes more and allowing that to Mm -hmm. that you know that plot to kind of show it reveal itself by watching the show and then the movie then you could be like oh okay and plus to be honest I watched the movie a couple months ago in anticipation of <clears throat> the show because I actually I have fond memories of the movie from my childhood, but I hadn't seen it in yeah long ass time. So I remember and, you saying, dude, it didn't age well. It did not age well. Yeah, no. I mean, you can still sit back and appreciate the technical sure. stuff about it, but like as a as a story, it's like this is kind of weird and not, like not paced well.
0: I used to think the Incredible Mister Limpet was like the <laughs> pinnacle <home> of. Uh, <laughs> man to fish uh special effects turns out that's not the case i, I, I shape of water w- i've watched it since yeah shape, <laughs> shape of water uh definitely uh threw some shade on it but uh now dude that sounds dope uh i had no interest i'm still mostly not interested but now there's there's a little spark there mm-hmm. I, I, I might i might take a peek if you will and in return, here's what I would ask. Take a fucking peek at Breaking Bad. Are you shitting me, dude? <laughs> that's one of the best fucking shows of all time. That's It's like saying that's you never watched The Sopranos. You know what I mean? I've never D- watched okay, The Sopranos. Okay, there it is. Yep, yep. I, I knew I, I set you up. I teed it up. Okay, um, so. <clears throat> This is going to be the last episode of streaming (laughs) things. The Sopranos? The Sopranos, sopranos, is that how you say it? The Sopranos. I actually was talking about The Sopranos with somebody the other day, and he's like, no, it's Sopranos. I was like, okay. Are you Italian? He was like, no. I was like, racist. Why the fuck do you care? (laughs) (laughs) Chill out. It's Sopranos. Um, No, so Sopranos is obviously fucking great. Um, One of the best TV shows of all time also. Um, with one of the coolest innings ever which obviously i'm not going to talk about uh breaking bad also one of the coolest innings ever but one of just best shows ever it's a perfect example of um, talking about things that i've been streaming lately which is uh joker i watched that last night Mm, how was that i have not seen it yet it is very very good does it live up to the hype it does honestly it does uh Good. Joaquin phoenix's uh, portrayal of arthur fleck slash the joker is fantastic
1: is that he, a name that the joker had in common no books? the
0: joker has never had a name okay this is the first time he's ever had a name um and honestly it's unaffecting to the plot um, okay. he has a name sweet whatever move on um
1: what if it was something like really lame or like really weird Right. (laughs) Like, this is Daquan
0: uh, McGrady. (laughs) Daquan McGrady, a.k.a. the Joker. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, yeah. It honestly really is not affecting the plot at all. But what I'm getting at with it is that it is... In in Joker, which is a fantastic movie, they do a pretty good job of showing how a semi-sympathetic character could move to become a villain. In Breaking Bad, they have five seasons to do that. So you see a desperate man become a villain, and you have 50 hours to see that happen. I I don't know the time frame exactly, but it's around that. So there's a lot more nuance in it. So Walter White being Walter White, a man who finds out that he has cancer, trying to have... a man who has accomplished nothing, much like Arthur Fleck uh, in Joker, coming to terms with his mortality and trying to leave a legacy, have something to show for his existence. Mm-hmm. Arthur Fleck is kind of the same in the same boat, but he only has two hours to do it. Okay. Um, so I'd be interested to talk to you after you've seen both. Of course, that would be, <laughs> be a many, many, many weeks from now. <laughs> Um, there, there, there would definitely be a time commitment, commitment in that, but Breaking Bad is something you have to watch. The only reason I brought it up is because, uh, El Camino came out today and, uh, I, I watched a little bit of it while I was at work. Um, didn't have a lot of time. Work was busy. Um, and it looked great. Do you watch TV shows often at work? So (laughs) yes, I do. Whoa. Hey puppies. Whoa. Hey. Hey, we don't have any treats for you.
1: Ain't nobody care about your problems.
0: <laughs> yes, um, I do watch shows at work a lot um, when I have downtime. I always like to tell people I get paid not to do a lot, but to know how to do a lot. Um, I like that. That, actually, is a, that is a good, I like that. Yeah. Um, I actually just took a new job. I start in a few weeks. And I'm really excited about it. So yay me. Congratulations, um, buddy. But, so, Joker, uh, fantastic. Actually, I feel like they struggle a bit with the um, development of the character. They do a great job with, like, little things like the evolution of the laugh of the Joker. Um, when he's he suffers this disability, this is something that you see in the trailers, where he, he can't control his laughter. Um, like a Tourette's? Kind of, yeah. And it's like, is that a thing? You know what I mean? Is that actually a um, disability that people have? Don't so know. I've never, I've never heard of it, but, um, like when he's laughing early on, he like kind of chokes on his laughter and it's like almost like a, um, the Joker trying to force its way out and him trying to keep it down. So like he, he'll, he'll start laughing and then <coughs> while he's doing it, you know what I mean? And, uh, and it's cool because by the end he has like this genuine Joker laughter and it's fucking terrifying. It's so oh, cool. well done. Um, I really like that idea of that that character. That's unique, I feel like. It is. Um, The issue that I struggle with is that because they do do not quite do enough to make you care about Arthur as a person, um, I don't know that the movie would work if we didn't know that it was the Joker. Um, It is... Essentially, a character study of a man with mental illness dealing with a society that has abandoned him and how he reacts to it, which is in and of itself a cool plot line, but we are dealing with a character who is in and of himself uninteresting, except for the fact that we know he becomes the Joker. Mm. And so I'd be really interested to hear yours and Chris's opinion when you've seen it. Um, I loved it, but I love Batman. And so, I went in with a... Batman loves you too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I went in with um, a perspective that I think a moviegoer who is unfamiliar with the franchise, which, I mean, how many are there? Three? Uh, Yeah. Who uh, doesn't know who Batman is? Batman. Batman. I'll watch a Batman. I remember um, hearing some statistics sometime, and I will fuck it up, but um, that there uh, were more people that knew about Star Wars than knew about, like, the Titanic or something. It was fucking crazy. Mm. Um, like, a real thing versus, hey, here's a bunch of fake teddy bears running around on indoor. Which you know is surprising, because I mean? Star Wars took place a long time ago galaxy <laughs> far pretty, far away pretty far away <laughs> at least a few hundred kilometers <laughs> um
1: no i really want to see joker it's um it's one of those movies that i've you know leading up to i i, I always i like just the, when the first trailer dropped i thought it was such a neat unique take on that mm-hmm. character and i i love joaquin phoenix and i thought he could just crush that role and it sounds like he did um the only downside is um the director's been kind of a dickhead recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll still go see the movie because. Top Phillips,
0: that's his name, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I, his, like. Um, he and. Uh, some, can't, Eric Silver or something Silver uh, wrote, wrote it together. Top Phillips directed it. He did um, fucking. A bunch of comedies and he talked about how oh in this woke culture you can't do comedy anymore and it's like uh yeah no a lot of people are doing comedy you just yeah it's like uh, okay um you're saying that you can't deal with not being able to deal with uh racial stereotypes that or sexist stereotypes that were cool 10 years ago
1: yeah mark maron had a really great he wrote like a statement kind of addressing that guy what he said and i I really i think it was on mark maron twitter if you like look it up he he was so succinct with how he put it like he was saying like no there's great comedy like started listing off a bunch of people who are doing great stuff and he's like the only thing nowadays that is kind of hands off is it's not in good taste to punch down with your jokes sure just for the sake of being
0: mean i feel like that's always been the state of comedy
1: you know, in a way it has, but I feel like... in a good
0: comedy, I should say.
1: I mean, I I don't. I would struggle to say... I mean, there was still... What was that? Uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw. He was, like, super homophobic in a lot of his jokes. I'd never seen it. Um, I mean, that's considered, like... Eddie Murphy's Raw, is, for a long time, was considered, like, one of the best stand-up. And I guess it still is one of the best stand-up performances ever. But it's
0: problematic now.
1: But it's very problematic, because it's very, like, not... You know pc in terms of Mm -hmm. you know it's definitely like making fun of uh lgbt people in a not so it's definitely punching down because i mean especially in the 80s when that was made they weren't in a position of power that Mm -hmm. that community was not in a position of power and so it was like it was very i think even then it was it would be considered distasteful to punch down at a powerless group like that um but back then people were less kind of cognizant of the difference between punching down and punching up in terms of comedy and writing.
0: I feel like, um, cultural, uh, respective cultural relevance has kind of, um, started to become a thing that people pay less attention to, especially in the most recent period of, I don't want to call it woke culture, but whatever. Some people call it consequence culture. I don't want to call it any of that. Just the, the past decade or so, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, people tend to stop to take context into not just context of what somebody said, but when they said it into, um, consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, not to say that when people says, when when somebody says something bad that they shouldn't be held accountable. Sure. They should. But should that, should it not also be taken into consideration the culture that they were, uh, a part of at the time? You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know that that's that a I deep, mean, dark, terrible rabbit yeah. hole that you could go down. But I uh, think, for example, uh, Rosaline in um, As You Like It, Shakespeare, that was revolutionary because it was a man play- at the time in Shakespeare's time, only men could be actors. So as a man playing the woman, Rosaline and Rosaline, the character pretends to be a man. So she's running around in the woods pretending to be a man to stay safe as a man. She then pretends to be a woman. Um, to try to, uh, the, per, the man that she's in love with, she speaks to and says, as a man, pretend I'm a woman and woo me. So it is a man actor playing a woman character who is pretending to be a man in the woods and then runs into her lover and says, pretend I'm a woman, man playing a woman, playing a man, playing a woman. It's fucking revolutionary for its time. If you watch that on screen right now, one of those layers she, is taken the away. Sorry, mind of <laughs> <laughs> one of those layers of context is taken away because women are actors now mm-hmm. and they obviously they should have been all along but that it was not a thing at the time I don't know what just happened but um my TV just turned on right the context makes a difference to how the audience perceives it now right. as opposed to then right is, is all I'm saying um Todd Phillips, just keep your fucking mouth shut. Like <laughs> you, you, you had you landed a fucking DC movie. Chill out. You're you're gonna make money. Just- not only did you land a DC
1: movie, but you like somehow managed to convince Warner Brothers to fund a DC movie outside of their current DC universe. That's very much a character study and not a comic book movie, quote unquote. Right. Like you fucking lucked
0: out, dude. I mean, I feel like the DC universe is dead.
1: It has to be, right? Uh, I got Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad 2 still coming out. And that's like, I guess Margot Robbie
0: is now the tie for all these movies. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's the only one that's still there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But it was a good movie. I also watched Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Exceedingly okay. Yeah. I I was, you know, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it's a good movie. Um, but I will be lying if I said I was not disappointed by it. Yeah. I didn't. I, I actually went to a movie theater to see this, which is very rare for me nowadays. Yeah. Because I'm so busy. I don't have a lot of time to go to the theater. And I actually went to a movie theater by myself to see Spider-Man Far From Home because I was so excited to see Spider-Man. And I walked away in the theater like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched that. It was all right. There's this. I mean, I could nit pick some nits about that movie. Mm-hmm. but I don't want to get too deep into spoilers. But what 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 were your general, overall thoughts on it?
0: As I said, exceedingly okay. Um, it had a lot of good things. It tried too hard to deal with the aftermath of Endgame, um, which we are going to be very spoiler free. So I'm not going to talk about the end of Endgame. I'm not going to talk about how that relates to Spider Man. Iron I, Man sees dead people. Iron Man sees dead people. <laughs> I, I just feel like it deals way too much with the um, who will fit the empty shoes theme as opposed to, hey, there's an actual story we need to tell here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it deals too much with its overall universe that it is a part of instead of the world that Spider-Man specifically is living in. Yeah. And that's one of my biggest issues. And I was just talking to you uh, just a moment ago, and I brought up in five movies, we've yet to see Peter Parker pick up a camera. That's Which a, lot is a of big deal. That is a big deal. Andy, will you do me a favor? For the listener,
1: will you remind them what Spider Man does when he's not Spider manning How does he earn a living in New York City? How does he afford that one bedroom apartment in New
0: York City? Steve, I will do you that favor. He is a photographer for the Daily Bugle.
1: Photographers make that much money?
0: No, they don't. It does not make any goddamn sense that he lives, he goes to college, and, or high school, or no, college at that point. He goes to college and lives in Manhattan on his fucking own as a photographer. It his, makes no goddamn his sense.
1: student debt must be fucking outrageous. Because he's going to a good school too, right? Uh, yeah. I, honestly i, I don't, don't know, know. do they do NYU they NYU probably do, yeah do they make that clear what college he goes to or is he going to like brown mackie college
0: down <laughs> i have no <laughs> idea i don't know where peter parker goes to school but he's really smart and wherever he's going oh he, he's probably going for free because he is super super fucking smart there
1: are yeah what do you call those um when you
0: get money for school grants scholarships scholarships that's what uh, i'm thinking of yep So he probably has that, but that does not justify a part-time photographer being able to afford living in New York City. No. Spider-Man's stealing some dough, for sure. (laughs) For sure. But point being, in the MCU, we have not gotten the Peter Parker slash Spider-Man that we want and expect. Um, And sometimes that's a good thing. It was, I think at first it was a good thing yeah. It, was, it allowed a, it to be different. It was a great change of pace to have Tom Holland be Spider-Man and bring it back to childhood. You know what I mean? To- Tobey Maguire was fucking 40 when he played Spider-Man. Not really, but he was <laughs> n- near that. Andrew Garfield played like the fucking hipster version of Spider-Man. It was bullshit. I, I did not like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies
1: yeah. because I... I I know some people are like, oh, I mean, Andrew Garfield's fine in those, but I know, but I, it always rubbed me the wrong way. Like Peter Parker's not cool. And he was always like, boat, get on my
0: skateboard and just, hey, quit picking on that kid. It's the only Dane DeHaan role that I don't like. It was him and I mean, man Oh, that's Spider-Man right. He was uh, Harry? hmm Harry Osborn? Yeah, it was fucking terrible. Um A role but that James Franco is,
1: made famous. <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> Other than that, I fucking love Dana Han. But yeah, so just not the Peter Parker we expect. But overall, with um, um, Far From Home, at the end of the day, it's Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the worst blowjob is better than the best flower, and that's... The <laughs> the worst Spider-Man is better than the best fucking... Uh, fucking 90s rom-com, you know what I mean? So they should put I that still fucking it. tagline on their
1: posters. <laughs> <laughs> Two and um, a half stars out of five. <laughs> the worst <laughs> job that are the best <laughs>
0: But yeah, that, so that's what I've been streaming as far as movies are concerned. Shitload of games, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we're we're running late on time on our uh, on our little twofer where you should call this episode just creaming it man just just (laughs) Just getting it out just getting it out you know what i'm saying (laughs) but it's been really good to sit down and talk to you for a minute yeah um we're gonna do it again soon and Mm -hmm. hopefully with chris yeah we'll make that happen soon agreed but in the meantime my name is andy Oh, before you go, we have to let them know how they can get in contact with us. Oh, how, how do they get in, talk, in contact well, with us? Well, listen, if you want to email us,
1: you can do so at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Uh-huh. How else? <laughs> <laughs> Just be, you look at me. You look so assertive. Like, uh-huh, tell me more. Tell me. <laughs> tell me, tell me. I'm <laughs> leaning into it now, dude. It's putting pressure on me. So, yeah, streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Can you reach us on Twitter? Oh, my God. Of course you can. How do Twitch? you reach me? You can reach you at Inkwell Verbal. That's it, right. You how can reach. You? Me at Steve May13. You can reach the show at Stream Thing Pod. What about Chris? See Michael Rudd. That's it. Oh my god, that is it. That has been this week's episode of Cream In It Streaming <laughs> Things Edition. <laughs> yes. My name is Steve, and I'm Andy.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: If all I needed to know was uh, to show you a good time was just to whip it out at you, I would have done that ages ago.